Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another episode of the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. And of course, with the events of the past couple days, there are a lot, a lot of things on our mind. And of course, the audience always has a lot of questions with what has gone on with the, with the tragedy of losing Dwayne Haskins. Well, we have, uh, there is a lot on our minds as far as that goes. And that's something that we want to go ahead and uh, and talk about as well as we cope together, as we get through this together. I brought on Chris Pugh, the host of the Steelers Power Half Hour, and Chris is one of the one of the uh, members of the team that we call the Ohioans. And Chris has a lot of he's has a lot of experience with the career of Dwayne Haskins, especially being an Ohioan and with Dwayne being an Ohio State Buckeye legend. So with that being said, welcome, Chris. Welcome aboard. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm so glad to have you here. Um, I hate, I absolutely hate the topic that we're talking about, and there's everybody is going to. So I just want to go out and say that we are going to uh, go ahead about, and once again, with the show, we are going to let the viewers, the listeners whoever's on YouTube, on Facebook, we're going to let them dictate the show and we're going to let you answer the questions and ask the questions and we'll go ahead and do our best to answer it. And we are going to talk about the life and legacy of Dwayne Haskins. We are also going to talk about whatever you want to talk about as well. So this is your show and you can dictate it any way we want. But we do want to start off this show with a tribute to Dwayne Haskins and no better person to talk about it for somebody, probably the one person on BTSC that has followed more of his career than anybody. It's Chris Pugh. So Chris, when you heard the news, I know it was devastating to you, but what were your thoughts as far as being around Dwayne Haskins as far as on a professional basis for so long? 
Yeah, I never met Dwayne Haskins personally, but I work for the one of the papers I work for is the Columbus Dispatch, where I'm a digital producer there. Um, so I often uh, write about the Buckeyes, uh, write social media posts about their games and everything, and um, it, it very much hit home. I mean, we followed his career uh, through Ohio State. Um, when he got drafted by Washington, uh, he was put in a tough position. Um, ownership won him. The coaching staff didn't want him. And it was very refreshing to see him get picked up by Pittsburgh, have the Steelers take a chance on him, have him come to Pittsburgh. And from all indications, his life was turning around. His professional life was turning around too. Um, you know, he got married and uh, had family and, here in Ohio State, fans here just embrace former Buckeyes. They want the best for them. Even Buckeyes that don't make the NFL, a lot of them are running businesses in town. They're, they're very active in the community. And it's just been a, a very much of a sadness here where I live in Columbus, Ohio, just with the shocking news from Steph and just remembering the quarterback he was. Um, I'm not sure if listeners remember, but he was outstanding. Uh, and he got drafted a couple years ago. Um, he broke every Ohio State single-season passing record like three years ago. He was dominant. Um, he threw 50 touchdowns uh, the, the year he got drafted. He, it was an amazing year. Almost won a national title. I mean, he came really highly regarded. And a lot of Ohio State um, people remember those memories. In addition, uh, Brian, you may have seen the viral video that's been going around. When he was 11, his parents yes. took a visit yes. him visiting the Ohio State facility, and, and his eyes were wide open. He was excited. And his dad's like, what do you think here? And he's like, this is awesome. I want to go here to college. And he got his opportunity to go there. Um, a tough loss, a, a tough loss. A lot um, life lost way too young, and that's what we're focusing on. And um, here in Columbus, remembering the good times and just mourning the sudden passing of a legend here in Ohio State. And, you know, <laughs> one of the – I might be having some trouble with your uh, coming through on your mic there. I guess we're okay now. Um, okay. But one thing that I noticed that in that viral video was the fact that he was wearing number seven at <laughs> such a young age there at 11. And then he ended up wearing number seven for Ohio State. And you mentioned the 50 touchdown passes with the Buckeyes in, I believe it was 2018. Well, you know, the thing about that, that still remains, if I'm not mistaken, a Big Ten record. Yeah, which absolutely incredible, you know, but to me, it's not this is not about football to me. This is about the loss of a man, a son, a brother. And when we talk about, you know, him being a member of the black and gold family, he wasn't here long. But yes, he was. And I, I want to go ahead and I want to bring up Brad Jewett, who's been a great friend of the show. Had to pull over to type this. It is incredible to me how we can feel so attached to someone we never met. Sure, DH wasn't a, a starter and might have never been, but if black and yellow runs through your, and and I think he cut off there, but yeah, if it, once a member of the team, you're a member of the team. I mean, we have, I mean, there's there's always going to be a lot of support for Antonio Brown still. There's going to be, you're, you're a member of the family. And so when you hit upon the fact that Dwayne was, was turning things around and something we talked about off camera before we started that is really, really tells you what the Steelers thought of him was the offer that he signed. 
because it was almost two and a half times of the offer that he signed when he originally came here, which means that the team had some great plans for him and expected him to be a part of this team. And he was definitely, you saw the reaction from the locker room and you saw the reaction from, uh, and you saw the reaction from Chase Claypool and Cam Hayward and Mitch Trubisky. And especially, you know, Claypool's going to, you know, stand out to you because one of his words were, I was just with you. And, you know, they, uh, they didn't expect to, for that to happen. And it's so precious how life is. And we can talk about that. But when Dwayne got here, he became a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers family. And yes, I became when the news, I'm not over the news yet. We've, we've all been of all players. There's players, whether you're number one or number 53 on the roster that you can be critical of sometimes, or, and you can be supportive other times. And I'm guilty of being both with every player on this team. Um, and Dwayne Haskins included, I've been critical at times and I've been supportive, but one thing that you say, when you lose somebody like this, you lose a member of your family, it becomes more than football. It does not, it does not mean this does not mean anything with wins and losses or record. It means that this team lost a family member and we as Steeler nation, it's part of our family too, Chris. Yeah. I, I mean, definitely. And I covered the Columbus Blue Jackets for a couple of years and I was critical of players in that team from time to time. But once you get in that locker room and you meet those guys, yeah, as a journalist, be critical. You can say good things. You can say bad things. But these are human beings. There's guys you get to know. And even though you might criticize them on how they play, you care and like about them as people. You know, there is, you're right. There's definitely a difference between caring for someone as a person and maybe saying, hey, you know, this person should have done this or that. You know, I mean, it's a human life that was lost. And that's what's, you know, really devastating. And I, I think and I pray for these other guys in the clubhouse business. I mean, think about your department of work. If you go there tomorrow and, and someone died, I mean, it doesn't matter if you guys had arguments or anything. I mean, it's devastating. And these guys that are on the team, I mean, it's going to be tough for them. And my thoughts and prayers go to them. And uh, the good thing is I, I think with the management that Pittsburgh has and the leadership of Mike Tomlin, there's a good source of, you know, saying, hey, let's, you know, let's process our emotions and let's get to business and remember Dwayne at the same time. So, yeah, it, it's a tough time. You know, another thing that you mentioned there, that I find very interesting is the fact that, you know, getting back to work is not, like I said, not going to be easy for these guys because they know each other on a personal level because they, they are traveling together and they're with each other more than their family sometimes. So yeah. once again, it's not about football, but I did make a promise to everybody. And if you do have a question, whatever question you have, I'm going to bring it up as long as it's tasteful and this is this is a tasteful question but some people please understand with this question 
that we're going to be very delicate with this question because of the nature of it, but I'm not going to pass it up. Paul asked, do you think the tragic loss of Haskins will have any draft impact given that there are unrestricted free agent backup quarterbacks available? You know what? I think that's for me, that's Paul. I respect the question. I just think that's hard for us to answer because I just don't think this is a football question. I think that the team was definitely looking at bringing in a, a quarterback definitely through the uh, the draft. I don't think that changes. I don't think any strategy changes. Um, they might bring somebody else in as a backup, but that's the farthest thing from my mind right now and a lot of people, but I'm not going to discount your question. Um, that's just something that uh, I don't want to dig deep into right now. Chris? I think they definitely had a game plan moving forward. Um, if everything stayed the same or even before there's really unmistakable tragedy, I mean, you know, we've talked and a lot of news stories have talked about the young quarterbacks that could be interested in the draft. And I, I, I think, you know, if they had the chance they're going to move forward, um, you know, either way. I, I mean, you know, it's awful that this happened over the weekend, but I, I think they had a definite plan going into the draft. I'll probably say the same now. And, you know, one thing that uh, you noticed on on Friday, the uh, Josh Dobbs went elsewhere, went to the Cleveland right. Browns. I think it's fantastic that Josh, Josh Dobbs is getting an opportunity. And I think one of the reasons that he left was the strategy was to probably go with four quarterbacks going in. And Dwayne was definitely a big part of that. And they would be looking at drafting one possibility as well so there's there's that probably gives you the indication of what they were thinking i think this is something that uh they are going to delicately handle and i i think it's something that this team will handle well you know we've lost we have lost some members of their organization we've had some tough times with the steelers over the last four or five years I mean, starting with what wasn't a death, but a very trying and, and scary situation was the Ryan Shazier injury that ended his career. But but thankfully, Ryan is able to walk again. But there was, Chris, Tony Defio and I went on after that game and we did, we were doing the postgame show and we didn't know, we didn't know whether he was going to make it through that night. Yeah. And it, it was it was just a terrible feeling. Then you have the the Dan Rooney situation. With, excuse me, not the situation. The Dan Rooney death earlier that year in 2017, which we're coming up on the uh, fifth anniversary of that loss. Then you have Daryl Drake, the wide the wide receivers coach passing, and the last year Tunchelkin. But this is this is a situation where we have not dealt with the death of a player and yeah. so this is something and when i say we we as a fan base and the steelers as a team have not dealt with the death of a player so it's it's really going to be a tough situation and there's going to need to be a lot of delicacy because everybody mourns in different ways and this is a reason to mourn 
Well, and I also think there is delicacy going on. I mean, we talked for the past season about the awful situation with Stefan Tuitt and his brother. And even though the team isn't talking a lot about publicly, there's a lot of back channel chats. There's a lot of, hey, how can we help you out, Stefan? Not just physically, but just emotionally through this. So I, I think it's wise. I mean, the business of the team has to go on. They have to be thinking about it. But publicly, it really isn't the time to publicly say, oh, what do we do for a number three quarterback or number two or whatever. I mean, these conversations have to be behind the scenes. But publicly, you know, it's just saying the right things and just uh, focusing on what's really important now is providing support to his teammates and providing support to Haskins family for this time. Um, let's go ahead and we'll we'll answer this question. Um, should the Steelers bring in another quarterback, cornerback, excuse me, please excuse that slip, a cornerback. And as far as a cornerback goes, yeah, I, I really think it's going to be a high priority in the draft, Chris. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be a priority in free agency. I think the other defensive back position of safety is going to be more important. What are your thoughts, Chris? I'm kind of surprised about cornerback and safety. Um, safety, we just assumed they were going to go for a veteran if it was a honey badger or bring it back to all Edmonds or maybe another veteran free agent. They still haven't been able to pull the trigger. It's interesting to see how the negotiations with Honey Badger is going. Um, we heard a report about the great uh, safety from Notre Dame possibly coming in. And I would really think that if they bring him in, um, I believe Kyle Hamilton, they're going to have to trade up to get him. So I think the Sewers are looking at all different options um, with the safety. Cornerback, I think they've got a couple of good starters, but they're more number two guys. If they can get a number one guy in the draft, there's a couple of really good corners who could slip to 20. Um, if they slip to 20, like the kid from LSU, I wouldn't be surprised if they go corner at number 20. It just depends on who slips or who they really feel that they need to trade up for. But I think the Steelers, I've said this before, they can kind of sit back and wait for a good player to fault them without having to trade assets to go up in the draft. You know what's very interesting about the uh, the Steelers draft situation because of free agency, they have made this draft not to be a desperation draft now. Yeah. Where it was, everybody was talking about it before the two months before free agency, and even before that, that they cannot miss on this draft. Not that you want to miss at all, but I'm just saying that they do not have to draft certain positions. They don't have to. They can sit back and look for that BPA, that best player available, or they can sit back and look for the best fit for 2022 and 2022 and beyond. You don't need an instant starter here from the draft. That includes cornerback because of the situation with bringing back Akella Witherspoon, bringing in Levi Wallace. So I think they're in a really good spot here. Um, this is a, this is an out of left field question. I don't know if it's for the fact that that we're both wearing green, but uh, Johnny Bravo asked if we are fans of Shrek. I tell you what, Mike Myers entertains me, and we're uh, with the with the the sensitive uh, subject matter that we have going on tonight. Thanks, Johnny, because you know what that just made me smile seeing that. I am a I am a uh, a fan of Shrek. I usually watch what my nine-year-old daughter wants to watch, and she's not into Shrek yet, but she's cycling through TV shows a lot right now, so I'm sure Shrek's going to come up as a movie she wants to check out with me. 
Let's go to Mark Mazaros. Why isn't Mason in Florida? Um, not sure. Deontay Johnson was in Florida, but not with that group. He was working out with. Uh, he was working out with. Oh my gosh! Why? Why am I not thinking about the uh, the New England quarterback's name right now? Help me out, Chris. I'm just. I'm, uh, I'm Mac watching. Jones. Mac Jones. Gosh, Brian, what are you doing here? Yes, I mean, I, I could have told you 15th overall last year. Um, yeah, he was working out with Mac Jones. I'm not sure what that what situation that was all about. Um, I I don't know if I'm going to read into too much of it. Um, this is off season, and and there might have been some other plans. And I think that's the best way to really look at it. I wouldn't read into why somebody was there and somebody wasn't. Um, I saw ahead, reports that Mason got the invite to go, and he just couldn't make it. And, again, I wouldn't read into it like, oh, he's upset, mad, happy, whatever. I, I think he just, you know, he couldn't make it. You know, we all have plans. Sometimes, you know, we can go do things. Sometimes we can't. And I, apparently, if Mason got the invite, which is all reported, he just couldn't make it for whatever reason. Yeah, and there's, I mean, people plan weddings, people plan different, uh, plan vacations, and this is something that di that just popped up. So, I mean, let's not go ahead and uh, read into it and and look at a, a person negatively for not showing up, because that doesn't really, uh, I mean, we really don't know. Um, I had a question about, oh, here's John. Should Steelers draft a quarterback in the first round? I hate this question only because it's uh, they don't have to John is nothing against you for, but the reason I hate this question is it's got to be the right quarterback. And I don't, I, I am not sold that the right quarterback is in this draft, but if the Steelers feel that the right quarterback is in this draft, you just don't want to, you don't want to reach for a quarterback. And like we just talked about, you don't have to, you don't have to reach for a certain position with how they're set up. Chris, your thoughts? Malik Willis intrigues me. Uh, he intrigues me at 20. Um, if they feel that they can let him sit for a year or so behind Trubisky or Mason Rudolph, I think he definitely des deserves a possibility. I'm not crazy about Pickett at 20. Um, I heard some crazy reports of Desmond Ritter, and I've gotten to follow Desmond Ritter's career from working with the Cincinnati Inquirer. Desmond Ritter should not go 20, maybe second round. So I would take a shot, Willis, if he's there at 20 and some of the other guys you want are not there. But I wouldn't draft anybody else at 20 to answer John's question. I really think it's, uh, it is less likely after Monday that Malik Willis is going to be there at 20 because the New Orleans Saints don't give up what they gave up to move up a couple spots. And to have two draft picks before the Steelers and not take a quarterback. I agree. And with that, you've got you've got 16 or 17 teams. I mean, I know a couple have double picks up there, like the Jets and the Giants and the Eagles. So I'm not sure exactly what the math with the other teams are. It's 15, 16, somewhere around there. But somebody else is going to take a quarterback there. And, and that most likely is Pickett and most likely is Willis. So where you don't want what you don't want them to do is have to trade up. So right. with the fact that they're not desperate, I think that's I think that's uh, one of those things you should look at as far as them drafting a quarterback. I just don't expect them to reach. 
and I, I don't really think they're going to. Um, we are, uh, there are so many tributes. There are so many tributes to Dwayne Haskins in the live chat as we're looking through as far as the questions. Um, I, I've got to tell you, that warms my heart to see it. And thank you for putting all those in. Um, Myrna, Jane, and Bert, all three quarterbacks on the roster had a chance to be the number two. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you expect Mitch Trubisky to be the number one, but I mean, he could be he could have been surpassed by the other guys on the roster. And I expected the fourth person going to camp be could possibly be a quarterback. It could be a Bailey Zap taken on later. You know, you, you never know, but. They definitely had a plan and they were definitely going to compete. And one of the things that Dwayne Haskins was doing was making sure he was in Florida to be with his teammates and compete. Um, as, as we look through here, um, just, there's just a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of comments and that's fine. And that, that's perfect because we need, we need to talk about this and we need to cope and we're BTSC family. And that's what we're here together for. Um, this sad event, this is Steeler chick 46. This sad event reminds us all to hug your family and friends, make the most out of every day. And so Chris, we're seeing a lot of that too. And I'm the kind of person that I don't like to go to bed angry or I don't like to storm out of the house because you, you don't know when, something's going when fate's going to intervene but i i'm going to go off subject here just a little bit i teach a communication class for boy scouts i'm a merit badge counselor and i had a class today and one of the things that i love to do with this class is i play two speeches one is the i have a dream speech and the other is the sb's jim valvano speech from 1993 and Jim Valvano talks about embracing life and he knew he was not going to be there much longer. He knew he, he knew he didn't have much time left. And it, I, when I listened to that today and I've listened to this, this speech so many times in the last 28 years. And when I, I heard it differently this time, because it's one of those things that I'm thinking of more and more embrace every day you know, love, think every day and move yourself to tears every single day. And that's, we don't know what's on the other end. So when Steeler Chick 46 says, this is a reminder to embrace the ones you love. Yeah, please do that. Um, so a, you know, Ron Chess says this, prayers to his family, friends, teammate, bring them god bring them peace this is way bigger than football and yes it is and that's something we said at the beginning but as a part of healing and with people having questions and this being a q a show we're going to answer the questions that everybody has i hope nobody feels disrespected about that um the uh and this is this is Wes who's been around us for a long time. And he says, I don't mean to be that guy, but moving forward from this tragedy, what does it mean for the roster? Um, Chris, does it really change anything for the roster? Ex 
except for doing what they were possibly doing, bringing in another quarterback and as far as in the draft and potentially bringing in a an undrafted free agent, maybe. I don't think that the tragedy is going to make the team say, okay, we got to change our plans here. I, I think the big thing that we l- would look at in the months to come is what does a tragedy like that have an impact on a team? Um, whenever there's a horrible tragedy, and, and we've seen it with the Steelers, you know, with the coach that died, uh, with Dale Drake and everything, that has an impact on the team. And um, does it bring the team closer together? Does it devastate the team? I think I'm here in the Ohio area. There was a horrible accident. Uh, Steve Olin was a really promising young rookie pitcher for the Indians, and he died. And he literally got decapitated in a boat accident. That was 1993. Yeah. And Bobby Okita, you might remember him. He pitched for the Mets around the World Series time. He didn't pitch again. He was hurt. But just the emotional impact of, you know, seeing a teammate die, seeing a friend die, it really impacted him. And I I think right now there's a lot of just healing. Um, You know, I see a lot of great comments in the chat uh, talking about, you know, pray for the team. Because it's not just how they perform in the football. You know, someone said it's right. It's way more than just football. But it's just getting right just with losing a, a member of your family and then how it transforms in a few months onto the football field. It, you know, we forget this is a game. And I know it's a game that they pay lots of money for. I know it's a game that uh, people podcast about and ESPN makes money off of and all this other stuff. But this is a game. These are humans, just like you and I do. They lost a 24-year-old guy that's never coming back again. And this is going to impact the players. And, yeah, as a guy who follows the Steelers, I I hope the best for the team. But I hope the best for these guys mentally, uh, that they can just process what happened and choose how to move forward. I mean, it's tough. And it's, you know, my thoughts and prayers go to the family. And my thoughts and prayers go for the team, not just how they perform in the football field, but just getting over this tragedy. These guys are right. It's so much more than football. football. And that's that's something that uh, we definitely, man, we definitely really want to be cognizant of. So I just want to bring this up. This is Gyro, who uh, Gyro's favorite player on the team was Dwayne Haskins, and we've known about that. This isn't the first time I've heard him mention it. Um, so it's genuine when he says that. I just don't want to think about the quarterback position anymore. Everything about the, that position has been drained out of me. I don't know when I'll be able to think about that position again. And I respect that. I think we talked a lot about the position and what they're going to do. I Let's just say at this point, we only have a few minutes left in the show. But I think what we're going to do is uh, we'll just bypass any questions about the how this affects the team because really affecting the roster doesn't matter at this point. Um, the healing of the family and the team and the healing of the fans who are invested in this, that that goes a long way too. So I'm going to just answer a few more questions as we go here. And I, I want to bring up Ron Chess again. Brian, don't you agree the compassion and closeness of this organization helps his teammates deal with loss of family? Dwayne was part of Steeler family. Yeah, I, I, I love it that there is compassion and closeness and 
that does go a long way. And if you know anything about the Steelers organization and you've seen them pay players that are injured and take care of families and they will find a way to take care of Dwayne Haskins family as well in this, we might not hear about it, but I assure you that something will be done in his honor to take care of that team. Um, Brian, or anyone, not to take the spotlight from Haskins, but do you have any feelings about Gil Brandt's comments on Haskins? Um, I'm not going to – I thought they were terrible. Chris? Yeah, I want to address two things because I'm a journalist myself, and, you know, Brandt is a journalist, and I'm using quote marks for a reason, and there was a lot of talk about the Adam Schefter thing. I thought the Adam Schefter thing was clumsy. Uh, here in journalism, we try to get the news out as quickly as we can. I thought Schefter was clumsy. It's unfortunate he was clumsy with a story as serious as the Haskins thing. Brandt, it's just it's asinine, if I could say it, of what he said and what he did. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to poke fun at his age or anything, but, you know, you got to get to the point if you're saying, I'm not making sense or I'm just going to rip a guy, don't go on. Don't go on air and say that, you know, if God forbid I passed away tonight, you know, I want, if there's a tribute to me on BTSC, I want people to say, Hey, Chris was a nice guy. I don't want Brian to get on and say, Chris's podcasts were always late. He was a jerk. He was a bum. You know, and Gil Brandt made that mistake. I mean, Gil Brandt took the chance when, you know, the news of Haskins death came out for him to say all the five things that ticked him off about Dwayne Haskins. That's unforgivable. It's not journalism. You're not even being a man to do that. It, it, it was awful. It was sad. It's unfortunate that NFL Network still lets him on the air to say stuff like that. And it's unfortunate Brandt did not have a, a better mind to think about that and take a step in the right direction. Just keep your mouth closed, especially during a time like when a guy just died. The, the last thing that I will say about Brandt, because I don't want to get too far into that, um, you will see a lot of organizations and outlets just not invite him on the show and on shows and you will not he will just not be used and that's probably what you'll see as far as that goes um almost like a cancellation as far as that for his career and there you go um yeah somebody a few people were mentioning mac jones just for that i just my brain just can't think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, and I, uh, yeah, I don't want to dig deep into that. Um, Snowman, a great friend of the show. $2. Is there any more news on the accident? The last news that we heard was the rental car situation, running out of gas, going to get help. And there... There was a, a video from a trucker talking about what happened and talking about what happened before he even knew who it was. Um, so that was, uh, that was something that I don't know if you had a chance to see that video, but I know that's, yeah. that's sur surfacing, but uh, yeah, he, he was hit and he was, he was dragged for a little bit. He was dragged for yards from what was reported in that video. Is 
is that something an official word no i'm not going to say but that is what is being reported chris and I think that's where we have to be careful because social media does a great job of providing its perspectives we not, may not be able to get over, you know, through other places. But police are still investigating the situation. I know from our reporting here to Columbus Dispatch, we've heard a lot of, Brian, what you just said and some of the speculation I'm seeing here in the comments section. Now's not the time to get off and really speculate a ton let's just wait for the investigation done and you know please do the work they have and i mean irregardless of what ended up happening it's just a tragedy and i know we we all want to know what happened we all want to know what were the circumstances of it but right now i think it's it's the best time to mourn let the police make their investigation let's listen to what the police say happened that night but i'm hearing a lot of same stuff that you've heard as well as the people in the chat yeah so i mean we we're just going to end this on on just the fact that we lost a family member as Steeler Nation and the Steeler players lost a family member and most tragically the Haskins family lost a family member and that that is that is the biggest loss here so you know um Keep the Haskins family in your prayer and the people that were close to Dwayne Haskins, which includes a lot of people, a lot of players on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we will continue to have this loss. Uh, I've never experienced this as what a, a player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I've been a, a fan for a long time. So it's, it's just one of those things that we're doing this show to, keep the spirit of the show, but also for a tribute to a man that we lost. Chris, thank you for coming on because like I said, you have covered Dwayne Haskins for a long time being a part of the Ohio state family of, of uh, media and fans. And I have, uh, I've covered him for about a year and a half and that's it. So as far as everything goes, you know, God bless the life of Dwayne Haskins. And we will, what we will do is uh, we will go ahead and we will pay tribute. We will continue to pay tribute. But one thing that we will do is we will continue to try to treat this loss as delicate as possible because everybody, my gosh, everybody is going to, go ahead and mourn in different situations and everybody thinks about different situations. Um, as long as you pay tribute and respect the life of, of Dwayne Haskins, you're all right. So Chris, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. For Chris Pugh, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. We will talk to you soon. For more information on anything Pittsburgh Steelers, please stick with the network. Check out Jeff Hartman tomorrow on Let's Ride as, as we continue to cope with the loss of a Steeler brother and a member of the Steeler family. So blessings to our fans out there, blessings to the Haskins, and blessings to the Steelers and their families. So with that being said, Chris, thanks again, and we'll talk to you all soon.